0: On air, online, tracks available. 15 minutes past 11. Good morning. Malaysia Otto here coming to you live from Ankasa, Porik, Kuala Lumpur. Also on our Facebook page, we're currently live as well. Just head over to Tracks FM official. That's T-R-A-X-F-M-O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L. And as usual, we have the interview feature of the day, and it's going to be uh, something with regards to caretaker government. And on the line right now, we have J. Azmi Hassan, Senior Fellow from Nusantara Academy uh, for for Strategic Research. Thank you so much, sir, for coming into. Uh, the studio uh, coming to the uh, live session as well thank you so much
1: uh, thank you for having me also
0: now it's the 13th of october on a lovely thursday over here now before we even start anything we all understand that the ge 15 will be coming up pretty soon so which is why we want to know about parliaments so in your own professional experience and uh, expertise what is a parliament and why is it very important to us
1: uh, yes, Otto, from the lighter point of view, the parliament is where we can see uh, the antics of, of our parliamentarians, 222 of them debating any issues or debating any proposal of bills. Uh, we can see the bad, the good and the ugly of our politicians. That, that, that's the lighter side, Otto. But on the uh, serious side, Otto, our parliament consisted of uh, two houses. One is the Dewan Rakyat consisted of 222 seats. And another is, uh, sometimes we tend to forget, it's our Dewan Nagara. Uh, there are 70 senators. So any bills that want to be debated, want to be passed, uh, to be as a law, has first to go have to, go to be the Dewa Raya. Then only there, they have to go to Dewan Nagara. Only when the both houses passes the bills, then only it will become the law. I think that's uh, the parliament that... We really understand, also.
0: Now, what happens now since the parliament has been dissolved? Is there anything that we need to know?
1: Uh, yeah, one thing for sure is that uh, the the last, the current uh, parliament sitting has been stopped, has been uh, because of the uh, dissolve of the parliament. Uh, but again, without parliament, uh, the MPs are still there until uh, the next general election, when the de- when whatever the date is. But the more important thing is the government is still functioning. I think that's the more important thing, the, the executive part of it, uh, which is not part of the parliament. Parliament is the legislative part, but the executive part, which is the government, is still functioning as usual, but with a few limitations also.
0: We're talking to Azmi Hassan, Senior Fellow, Nusantara Academy for Strategic Research and uh, uh, Geo-Research as well. Uh, In your opinion, after the announcement of the dissolution of Parliament on Monday, the caretaker government comes into effect. Now, can you explain what is a caretaker government?
1: Uh, Well, as stated by the, uh, not by the law, but I think by convention, a caretaker government is constituted from the previous government before the government is dissolved. Uh, But the limitations are there. For example, the prime minister or any minister cannot introduce new policies. Uh, They only uh, have to perform day-to-day operation of the government without any drastic change in the current policies. I think that's the limitation. But the problem also is that uh, as today, for example, uh, I think uh, one of the limitations is that the caretaker government cannot use government machinery for the purpose of campaigning, even though we have not, we have not gone to the campaign period yet. But again, uh, that's the limitation. One of the uh, sensitive limitation that the usage of the government palace facilities by parties, which consisted of the federal government, cannot be used, I guess that's just the most uh, severe limitation that we are aware of also. Thank
0: you so much, Azmi Hassan, uh, for that. We're going, to, we're going to take a short break right now and we're talking to a senior fellow in Nusantara Academy for Strategic Research, a geostrategist, and uh, we're going to take a short break and follow back with some more great questions. Now, if you want to have any conversation or you want to uh, leave out a comment, you can do so via our Facebook account right now at FM TraxFM Official, and we'll be right back right here on TraxFM. Hey, buddy. The Good morning, Malaysia. With the interview feature today, we have a caretaker government uh, with regards to the topic today. And Azmi Hassan, a geostrategist, he's a senior fellow at Nusantara Academy. Once again, thank you very much for you know spending time with us.
1: Yeah, thank you again,
0: also. Now, with regards to the previous question, uh, the follow up was that who actually makes up the caretaker government?
1: Uh, well, the, the current government or the previous government, the ministers and also the prime minister uh, make up their caretaker government. I think uh, the transition is very, very subtle uh, because the day-to-day operation of the ministers and also the prime minister, I think go on as usual. And as I mentioned before this, no new policies can be made or should not be made during the care- caretaker government period.
0: Now, what is the role and scope of power with regards to that?
1: Uh, well, I think the, the 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 power and the scope of uh, influence on the caretaker government is similar to the current or the normal government, uh, except that the problem is that, uh, for example, this morning also uh, there is a officiating of the new highway dash highway. Mm-hmm. Uh, some say that uh, it's some part of campaign, so it's a very blur, uh, a blur distinction between campaign and official duties. But again. For ministers, their official duties is going on as usual, but do not use the official duties as part of their campaign, even though we haven't started campaigning yet. I think uh, there's uh, some distinction between the caretaker government and the normal government photo.
0: Now, the provision for a caretaker government in Malaysia, is there any constitution for that? Uh,
1: No, there is no written law about it. Uh, It's not written in our constitution. It's just that it's the norm. I think, for from our first general election before, uh, before our independence up to right now, GE14, there has not been a serious breach of the, on the part of the caretaker government. I think that's the reason why. Uh, the reason is that uh, there is no, uh, I would say, desire to create a law on the care take a government on what they can or cannot do so far. So, so far, I think all's been very good, Otto.
0: Now, has this, is the caretaker government, has this been, uh, has it happened before?
1: Yes, uh, every, when when the parliament is dissolved, uh, there are times, at least four weeks' time, when the election commission needed, uh, from the day it was dissolved, the parliament dissolved, until election day, basically four to five weeks the uh, de- uh, election commission needs so between these four to five weeks that's where the caretaker government is in functioning except that uh, we, we did not realize that it is a caretaker government or the normal government because when the caretaker government some opposition uh, demanded that the ministers return all the government assets to the government for example official official car baby uh, i think that's the reason why as a layman, for, um, for me, for example, uh, there is no great distinction between the caretaker government and the uh, normal government because the function of the government I think uh, performs uh, as usual. Mm-hmm.
0: But as a caretaker government, uh, since you did say that, uh, mentioned that there's no proper guidelines, has there been a proposed guidelines before this?
1: Uh, not that I'm aware of. Otto, there is no uh, demand for a proper guideline, except that uh, usually the opposition uh, will put out a statement, will put out a warning uh, for the caretaker government do not uh, use government facilities, return all government uh, facilities, for example, uh, as I mentioned before this, uh, official car maybe. I think, I think uh, that's the argument made by the opposition. But the problem is when you return official car, uh, how can you perform official duties because you are still performing official duties. I think, uh, so far as I'm concerned, uh, there is no push for a guideline, except that uh, we are, uh, I would say, depending on the moral and the norm of the previous caretaker government. So
0: Now, when you say norm, and it's also a norm that people make mistakes as well, so should there be a guideline for a caretaker government to actually be
1: enforced? Yes, you have a point there. Also, I think, uh, not that people make mistakes uh, unintentionally, mm-hmm. maybe they made it intentionally, mm-hmm. uh, especially during campaign period. Uh, I'm sure there'll be a lot of officiating business going around. Uh, so I think, yes, I think we need a guideline, uh, at least a guideline, I guess. But the problem with guideline is also it can be followed or it can be broken. That, that, mm-hmm. That's the problem of guidelines. But yes, I think I concur with you, at least we need some guidelines so that uh, the the ministers, the prime minister, in the caretaker government, know what are the dos and the don'ts. Also,
0: but then again, uh, my and on my opinion as well, when it comes to a caretaker government, if there's a proper guideline, wouldn't that also promote, you know, misuse as well? Some in some point of time, because we are all human, so we do make mistakes. And as you mentioned as well, that uh, you know, unintentionally as well, it might happen. So, what is your take on that?
1: Uh, yes, I think uh, yeah. I think, I think the guidelines will help, I guess. Uh, but again, uh, as I mentioned before, this uh, right start from our earlier general election. Uh, there are some accusations that the caretaker government misuse government policies. I mean, government facilities. But again, uh, this is not something that are very extreme. Uh, it is a very blurred distinction between official, official duties and also campaigning. But again, uh, guidelines will help. Uh, because it will create a fair, I would say, atmosphere. One of the issues that crop up with the care government, is the use of media. Mm-hmm. I think the media, I think the opposition, want some fair allocation for them to appear on national uh, television, for example. I guess, I think that's a very fair request. Uh, so the minister, I guess, that uh, in charge of the media, I think, has to be very fair to so that all quarters, all political parties get a fair share of the government policies or government facilities, Mm -hmm. especially on the media part. Now,
0: in your own expertise, how long do you think it would take to have proper guidelines for caretaker government?
1: Well, it shouldn't be long. It shouldn't be that, I would say, difficult Mm -hmm. uh, to have a proper guideline because it's just only a guideline. It doesn't have to be passed in Dawalayar. it doesn't have to go to the Dewanegara, because it's only a guideline, and, and all parties should be partisan about the guideline. I think uh, it should not be very difficult, except that also there is no push. Uh, I think politicians see there is no need for it uh, for the time being. I think that there's a problem, not the time limit, but the push for it is still not there. Also. Thank you very
0: much. We're talking to Azmi Hassan, a senior fellow from Nusantara Academy for Strategic Research, a geostrategist at heart as well. So we're going to take a, another short break and we'll be right back with our guest for today, right here on Tracks. Hey, Good morning, Malaysia. Auto here, coming to you live from Angkasa, Puri, Kuala Lumpur, also on our Facebook page right now at FM Official. That's T-R-A-X-F-M-O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L. And with the guest for today, we have Azmi Hassan. We're talking about the caretaker government with uh, Enchi Azmi Hassan, the Senior Fellow, Nusantara Academy for Strategic Research. Thank you once again for you know being online with us, Enchi Azmi. Thank you. My pleasure, Otto. Now, we've already establish what is the caretaker government and uh, how it affects us. Now, we want to know actually how about the civil service and authorities?
1: Uh, yeah, I think the civil service and uh, other civil authorities, I think they are functioning as usual. And they take instruction from the minister as usual. Uh, there is no big issue to it. Uh, one thing for sure, very interesting also i like to highlight is United States. Uh, they don't have a caretaker government, but their system is more, I would say, interesting. Hmm. Uh, because uh, during um, November, I think that's the uh, uh, presidential election. Okay. And the inauguration of the president is the January, the third week of January. So there is a two-month period. Mm-hmm. So they have, uh, basically, at that particular time, they have two presidents. One is the sitting president, and another is the incoming president. And the incoming president also can establish his own cabinet and has his own office, not at the White House, but somewhere else. So it's more complicated compared to our caretaker government because our caretaker government is the previous government. Uh, So it's not that complicated as the US uh, system also. Mm -hmm.
0: Interesting. So uh, will this actually affect public service daily function when it comes to uh, the caretaker government in Malaysia?
1: I uh, know, Otto. Me, as a former civil servant, Otto, I think uh, a civil servant uh, will work with the current government, whoever <laughs> the government is. I know, Otto. Yeah. Uh, but that's the case, I guess. So there will be no disruption or service uh, because, uh, as I mentioned, the the caretaker government is the previous government. So there won't be any extreme change in policies, I guess, oh. uh, Otto. Now, uh
0: Uh, With regards
1: to the policies,
0: is there a limitation for a caretaker government and uh, what are they, if there's any?
1: Uh, One thing for sure, Uh, uh, there will be no new policies. Mm -hmm. Uh, How light the policy is, how minimum is the policy, it cannot have new policies because we want to avoid difficulty to the incoming government. Uh, So if the current government, the current caretaker government, introduce new policy, maybe the next government, the new government, will have to dish out the policies. So to avoid uh, this kind of difficulties, awkwardness, I think no new policy will be introduced. Or can be introduced by the caretaker government also
0: now if there were to be an emergency situation what would happen then would the caretaker government enact any new policies for example the GE15 if it were to happen uh, anytime soon um, during a particular emergency will the caretaker government do you know, make a policy can they make any policies or who will it
1: fall under to uh, well let's take a very specific example also uh, for example uh, during the care, the care government, there is a big flood. Mm-hmm. Let's say there's a big flood. Uh, so, but the caretaker care government cannot make decisions to postpone the election, mm-hmm. the general election. Even the election commission cannot make the decision because there's only one thing or one uh, procedure to cancel an election or to postpone an election, mm-hmm. which is the proclamation of emergency. Mm-hmm so i guess the prime minister the caretaker prime minister can advise the king in this case mm-hmm. uh, but other than that other emergencies i guess Otto uh, have confidence on our civil servant i think they have done a, a good job i think uh, not to be uh, sarcastic auto but with mm-hmm. or without a government auto i think our civil servant will function As usual, Otto. (laughs) I do believe so. Now, will there
0: be any marked changes in uh, how things are being done anytime?
1: Uh, In terms of what? During the tenure of ethical government? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. There will be some marked changes, except that there will be a flurry of officiating that, officiating this. Mm -hmm. Other than that, I don't see any marked changes, Otto. All right, we're gonna take another
0: short break. We're talking to Azmi Hassan, senior fellow, Nusantara Academy for Strategic Research, talking about caretaker government. So should you have any questions or you just like to say hello, you can do so via our Facebook account right now at Tracks FM Official. That's T R A X F M O F I C I A L. Or if you want to give us a call or ask any question with our good a guest for today, you can do so at zero three two two eight two five four nine one or zero three two two eight two four seven four six. Now we're gonna take a short break and we'll be right back with our guest right here on Tracks. Hey, on in. Trax FM. Good morning, Malaysia. to here, coming to you live from Ankasa, Pori Kuala Lumpur, also on our Facebook page at Trax FM Official. And today's guest, we have Azmi Hassan, Senior Fellow of Nusantara Academy for Strategic Research, a geostrategist at heart. Thank you so much for coming to the studio, I mean, online right now with us. Now, with regards to the caretaker government, so in your opinion, What will happen next?
1: Uh, Well, also, what will happen next is that KTK government will take care of us, will take care of our nation until general election. Uh, So general election, I think uh, on this 20th of November, uh, October, uh, each uh, election commission will have their meetings, and that particular meeting will determine the date of nomination day, uh, how long is the campaign period, and when is the polling day. So up until polling day, I think uh, the caretaker government, of course, will take care of us also. <laughs> Nicely said. And
0: uh, before I let you go, is there anything else that you'd like to um, you know mention to our listeners on TraxFM?
1: Uh, yeah, I have a full confidence of, of a caretaker government also. Let, let me have uh, another 60 seconds, I guess, uh, to put an example. When Prime Minister Boris Johnson stepped aside, there are three weeks' delay in electing Least Trust. Mm-hmm. Uh, during that particular period, uh, Boris Johnson is the caretaker prime minister. But the problem is also, during his tenure, he assigned few ministers in a few ministries that are vacant. Uh, so when Least Trust took over, it is an awkward position for her because she needs to fire, because she needs to elect new ministers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but the good thing is that the ministers knew that they will be fired, so they resign after that. So I think it will not occur in Malaysia. Uh, Our government, caretaker government, will take care of us, that one and foremost important, but won't be introducing new policies so that the incoming government won't be in an awkward position, Otto. Thank you very much for that example. And uh, thank you so much for taking the time off
0: your busy schedule for coming into the studio and talking to us here live on Track Seven Official. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's my pleasure, Otto. Thanks, Daner. There you go. Is Enche Azmi Hassan, the Senior Fellow of Nusantara Academy for Strategic Research, talking about the caretaker government. So once again, thank you so much for those who are actually online joining us on our Facebook page and for you for listening in right now. Now, uh, coming up, we have the news coming up at the top of the hour at 12, which is noon. And I'll be back with some entertainment news and also some stories as well. Stick around right here on Fam. Good morning, Malaysia tracks and finish.